What up, what up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. So much to do today. We've got look-aheads to the conference championship games, Perloff. Exciting Final Four. Yet we've got off-season news that's got to take precedent today. Because this is sound I never thought that I would hear. Tom really? Brady, the most, I mean, proper guy, right? Like, play, right. played unless, the media game forever. Unless you're a tablet, in which case, you don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> in which case, uh, good luck to you. Tom Brady talking on his own podcast, okay? The Let's Go podcast. He's with Jim Gray. Jim asked him a question that if any one of us were in the room with Tom Brady, we would ask, and here's how he answered. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, and you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to do, I'd have already done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> You're scratching. It's I'm only the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Guys, dad is mad, okay? <laughs> dad didn't <laughs> like that question. Tom Brady, full dad mode there. At least it sounded like it to me. Like, I will not answer that question. Why yeah. is he so ticked off? I don't know. I mean, it's Tom Brady. The question is, was it intentional? Is he trying to get somewhere? I think, I have no idea. Maybe he just thought Jim Gray would be more respectful because they're buddies and not ask him on his own podcast to commit to where he's going. I mean, he asked for a timetable. He didn't even say like, all right, what's, you know, where is it, Tom? Tell us right now. Okay. So you got Tom Brady, who's obviously going through something there. <laughs> I don't know. Midlife crisis. Who knows? Although we all know Brady's going to live forever. No midlife crisis. So we've got that. We also have reporting now that is leaking out drips and drabs Perloff about Aaron Rodgers. So, Aaron Rodgers, it's looking more and more, stop me if you've heard this one, like a trade could be possible. Let's hear from Adam Schefter. Both sides are fully aware that a trade is a very real scenario this offseason for Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are expected to move on from certain players, which Aaron Rodgers probably will not like. There is a real possibility that at some point this offseason, Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. Okay, so more around that, right? The Adam Schefter went on to say, and it would likely be a team in the AFC, that the Packers would not trade Rodgers to a team in the NFC. Peter King had put in his football morning in America, he thinks like about two first-round right. picks. Okay, so we've got yeah. Brady deciding his future and a little salty about it. We've got Rodgers, who looks like he could be on the trade block. You know who doesn't like this? Derek Carr and Daniel Jones and all the other free agents. You're putting the two of the top five greatest quarterbacks ever (laughs) out there for teams. You realize that, Maggie? Well, listen, it's going to be that kind of offseason. So the question for us, for you and me, with all that setup, it seems to me like it would be a race to Las Vegas for both Brady and Rodgers, right? Now, Rodgers doesn't have a no-trade clause, so they can trade him anywhere, but you put the Devontae Adams connection together, you put Brady and the Josh McDaniels connection together, it could be a race to see who gets there because you look at some of the other teams, if we're just looking at the AFC, where else looks good? Well, Miami. It could be a race to Miami. But they seem to want Tua, so I don't know that they're going to trade a bunch of draft picks or have those picks to trade. Listen, if I'm the GM of the Dolphins, I definitely need a solid plan B, maybe a plan A after three concussions for Tua. So you're looking at all the places, Indianapolis, Tennessee, the mm, Jets. Mm, yeah. Who, right, you're not racing I mean, to get I to think, Tennessee right the, now. The Jets are in play. Tennessee, yeah, I mean, it could happen. Brady and Vrabel, sure. 
But I think your point, yeah, I agree. I, my first fit would be the Raiders, with the Dolphins being in their own category. Because I think both quarterbacks would want to be there, but I think they'd go with Tua next year. So the question becomes for these teams, say you do have, say you're Las Vegas, say you're Miami, who would you rather have? If both oh. Brady and Rodgers are knocking down the door, then who who do you take? Easy. Who? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, total disagreement. It's simple okay. math. It's simple math. Dude is 39. Tom Brady's 46. Okay. That's I've got- seven years difference. He's seven years junior. I've got more math for you. Yeah. $110 million owed to Rodgers and likely two first-round draft picks where Brady's a free agent. And you know Brady always signs for under market value. I can probably get Brady for like $20 million is what he was making with Tampa last year. Cheaper, no, don't have to trade for him, but yes, he's older. I probably only have him for a year. I don't like your math. It's too much. Of a, <laughs> I thought we were doing math. a fantasy football trade here where one of us got to pick who's better next year, Rodgers. Now you're bringing in reality, Maggie, and you're killing my buzz here with this. But, Listen. okay, you have to take a shot. Say you're Vegas, and you have 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers, and you have 46-year-old Tom Brady. Now, Rodgers was not good last year, but I, I think the bottom line is he's going to be a better player next year. I think Brady is – you saw the decline this year when things around him weren't perfect. It went south. Uh, same with Rodgers, yeah, actually. I was going to say, but whose it, case are you just describing? Eyeball, just eye test. When you see Rodgers throw the ball, it still looks awesome. So I think if he got back together with Devontae Adams, I think he has a better season than Tom Brady in Vegas. And I think when you're talking – at the level we're talking about, it's Super Bowl or bust kind of. If you're going to get – you're going to give up everything – for Rodgers, or if you're going to sign Brady, it's Super Bowl or bust. You can't yes. ha- you can't be like the Cowboys and be in the divisional playoff round with Tom Brady. <laughs> so right. I think Rodgers gets you there closer. That's that's really all the reasoning I need or have. Okay, well, I mean, the reasoning is good, but I still think Brady can win you a Super Bowl. I mean, I listen when I'm watching Brady play. Yeah, it's not the same as it was, but the arm is still there. You know, either way, you're going to have to shore up your offensive line, whether you're Miami, who's invested in the offensive line, or you're Vegas, who's got to do more investing. I also think that, you know, Brady's going to be all in on your offseason. He's going not, he's not going to be doing weekly appearances on Pat McAfee. He might do him with Jim Gray and get a little ticked off, but it's not going to be these sit downs where he's talking about going on, you know, trips on ayahuasca and all that stuff. So it's a little bit different with Brady. He's a little more buttoned up than Rodgers is. And then the other part is, is there like a bit of a cautionary tale with Russell Wilson where you trade all this capital Mm. and he has the big salary and then maybe he's just not the guy he used to be and you're not stuck with him as long as the Broncos are stuck with Wilson, but you're saddled with a big salary and you traded a King's ransom. Okay. First of all, Brady is no longer buttoned up. This is (laughs) three-wheeling single Tom Brady. (laughs) And he's going to be in Vegas He's going to be in Vegas with all those Instagram <laughs> models. Uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers actually would show up for an offseason in Vegas. I think he needs to breathe new life into his career. You know who it reminds me of? Brett Favre. It's Brett Favre all over again. Yeah. I looked at the numbers. I was trying to remember. Favre had that great season in Minnesota when they lost in the NFC title game to yep. the Saints in the Bounty Gate year. He was 40 years old. He led them to a 12-4 and record, 33 touchdowns, 7 picks, got completely new life. Yep. So I, I think Rodgers, it's uncanny how Rodgers and Favre are following along with each other. It's, it's bizarre almost. I feel like Rodgers has that kind of renaissance in him in the right coaching staff. Wow. Now, do I know if Josh McDaniels is that staff? Not necessarily. But don't you feel like Rodgers has one more run? And also, Brady got his Tampa Bay. 
He left New England and was in the right situation and got his championship. I feel like Rodgers is do that. I don't know why. Just yeah. a gut feeling like he has a big comeback in him. Yeah. And it's not going to be in Green Bay. That that ship seems like it's kind of sailed. Well, it depends. You know, we also have some reporting uh, that Jordan Love might seek a trade. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here with what's going on in Green Bay, as there has been in all of these off-seasons, whether it was Favre back in the day or whether it is now. I I do think that Rodgers could have another, like, another peak, no doubt. Yeah. The, the one thing is, though, Derek Carr... Kate, you know, had Josh McDaniels and Stu is our resident Raider fan here on the show. And it was like, Derek Carr, I think is a smart guy. And it seems like he could never grasp the offense. It's not like something about McDaniels system. I don't think it's <laughs> easy to learn. And so if I'm Rogers, is that what I'm coming into? Or would I rather, you know, or for Tom Brady, if I'm the Raiders, I'm like, oh, the guy, we speak a shorthand. We already have like an inside, okay. you know, like an inside knowledge of the offense and what's going on. That's that's a very good reason. But I would hope that Josh McDaniels has grown and would meet Aaron Rodgers halfway and bring in some sort of West Coast. Yeah, something. Some sort of Mike Holmgren, Andy Reid legacy. Uh, by the way, now correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it Daryl Bevel who resuscitated uh, Brett Favre in Minnesota? And I just saw Daryl Bevel's interviewing as an OC that's related to either Rodgers or Brady. So okay. I'm telling you, this this Rodgers Favre connection is very strong, and I, I just that's how I see it playing out. Now that's a great reason about. Well, if he me. goes to the Jets, then it's a little too on the nose. No. Yeah, I know. Well, I would just forego the one bad year in New York Jets uniform. Sorry, Mike Sampter, and go to the contender. Now, yeah, the the question is the AFC West. Does that scare me for either quarterback a little bit? Nah. I, I maybe, but now you got seven teams make it into the playoffs from each conference. It's a little less scary, I think, with the extra wild card team that's you know that's entrenched now in the NFL. You might you're, you're probably not going to get the bye, but I think you're still going to make the playoffs, and from there you just go from there. No, yeah, but the AFC with the quarterbacks is insane. Oh, sorry, Daryl Bevel's been linked to Russell Wilson in Denver. Oh. <laughs> he's the guy who's going to come in and save <laughs> Russell Wilson. Okay, well I'm glad I he's going to save Favre. He's safe for him. He would be combined with Dan Quinn. So, I don't know. Yeah, the Josh, you know, you, you've given me pause. You've given me pause well, with Santa. Josh McDaniels. But, come on, Rodgers is the younger, better quarterback. That's the bottom line. Well, you're right about that. Uh, Samter, let's put it on the poll. If you're Las Vegas or you're Miami, would you rather have Favre or Rodgers? Do, do you feel comfortable putting Miami on there? No, no, just keep it right. Just Simplify okay. it. I, I think Miami, they were the best team in the league with Tua. Their offense was on fire. This has nothing to do with Tua's ability and how he was able to run the offense. This has everything to do with Tua's brain. I understand, but Miami, believe me, if it was up to them, they would have put him out. <laughs> the, you know, they lied about one concussion. They're ready to forego <laughs> concussion safety protocol and put Tua. It wasn't a report that Tua's no more risk than any other player, which made no, no sense. No, that's what the GM and the coach yeah, kept telling the, you. We're that's just like, what I'm, I don't know. You. I don't know if that's what medical science is saying. <laughs> but yeah, let's per, let's let's believe the NFL GM. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So the question it comes down to, if you're the Raiders, would you rather have Brady or would you rather have Rodgers? And why was Brady getting so snippy there? I don't see the motivation. I mean, are you trying to, like, intimidate people so they don't keep asking you this question? Like, good luck. <laughs> it's not going to happen, dude. Everywhere you go, people are going to ask you what's going on. Jim, if I knew what I was going to do, I'd have already done it. <laughs> 
By the way, Daryl Bevel, who I, I did, uh, he was the guy who resuscitated Favre yeah. in Minnesota. He turned down the Jets OC interview this week, Mike Samter. Wow. So that's interesting. Aren't there like 10 openings for OCs? Yeah, and it's funny. that It doesn't seem like everyone wants a Jets one. <laughs> well, I have, I've got a big question. Mm, who's the quarterback? <laughs> oh, oh, good point. Good Are point. you going to saddle me well, with Zach Wilson who's on a beach somewhere? I'm assuming if you hire any decent OC, you're going to go all in for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but see, the the Jets were interviewing Nathaniel Hackett. (laughs) I mean, did we not learn our lesson that this does not lure Aaron Rodgers to anywhere? It's not a good sound logic. 855-2124-CBS. We are across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Of course, you can listen to us on the absolutely free Odyssey app. And we are streaming live on YouTube right now. What are Perloff and I wearing today? Would anyone like to know? You got to log on and find out. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. You can click on it. You can get involved in the chat. We've got a really good vibe going in our YouTube chat. None of the weird stuff. Well, maybe some weird stuff. Maybe some weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff. <laughs> Why was purple drink being talked about yesterday? You guys are crazy, man. I think it's pronounced purple drink. <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> I was not going to pronounce it that way. A little scissor. <laughs> yeah. That's those are our listeners. Yeah, is there is there any sober people in our chat? I'm just curious. <laughs> Don't ask. Uh, you can also vote on our poll. You can do it in the chat. You can also do it at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. All right, did I get everything in? Yes. Brady versus Rogers. That's where we begin. We also have major major topics uh, throughout the day, including the biggest thing no one is talking about when it comes to the AFC Championship game. Why no one is talking about this, I do not understand. We're going to get to the bottom of it. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Come on back. Maggie, I got good and bad movie news today. I saw. How you feeling? My movie, Hustle, was not nominated for Best Picture. Adam Sandler was not nominated for Best Actor. Snubbed. Snubbed is what happened. Yeah. I mean, do you remember certain lines as, Bo Cruz, how do you feel about being invited to the combine? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm watching the movie again. (laughs) Yeah. I thought maybe, you know, there was talk of supporting actor nomination for me. (laughs) Did not happen. But good news is I did book my tickets, Mike Sampter, for the new Ant-Man movie in the IPIC theater. So I'm excited. I have seen barely any of the Oscar movies, but I'm going (laughs) to see the new Ant-Man. So that's good. But that... I was bummed for you guys that you didn't get nominated. I felt like Hustle was one of the best movies of the year, not just because you were in it, but I'll say this. Even though you're not nominated for an Oscar, it's one of the more rewatchable movies of the year. Well, I saw some, I saw Triangle of Sadness, and anyone who thinks that's a better movie than Hustle needs to be hospitalized (laughs) for mental illness. But that's not the topic of the day. Right now, we're debating if you're the Vegas Raiders, who do you want? Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Call us 855 212 for CBS 855-212-4227. Rogers or Brady? All right. Uh, let's go to Vinny. We should say quickly, I'm the Brady camp. Yeah. You're in the Rogers Definitely. camp. Vinny is in Arizona. You're up first here on CBS Sports Radio. Vinny, what do you think, Rogers versus Brady? Hey, how's it going, you guys? Thank you so much for taking my call. You got it. So, personally, I'd have to side with Perloff. The age difference definitely does it for me, but to be honest, any AFC team that either of those like two guys go to, there's no way they're beating Patrick Mahomes. There's no way they're beating Josh Allen. There's no way they're beating Joe Burrow. So if they're trying to chase rings, 
the AFC is not the way because I could even make a case for them not even being able to beat Trevor Lawrence and the Jags and uh, the Chargers with Herbert. Yeah. So, I mean, there's five teams right there that would easily give both quarterbacks a run for their money. Even if they did go to the Raiders, I mean, you have to face Patrick twice, Herbert twice. Like, there's no way. Vinny, I, I totally get what you're saying. And you, you didn't even mention the Dolphins. We don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. The Ravens, we don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. I mean, it's the Steelers consistently win no matter who the quarterback is. There's a lot of competition in the AFC. Totally get it. The one thing about this exercise is from some of the reporting we're getting, including Adam Schefter, that the Packers won't trade Rodgers in the NFC. Now, listen, that could be a negotiation ploy. That could just be a tactic. Hey, if you want Rodgers and you're Seattle or something, you really got to come with a big offer. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're right. The AFC has won every single Super Bowl going back, what, 25 years (laughs) now? And all the great uh, – and remember coming this year, the AFC West was going to be the greatest – yeah, and it's funny, and yet the best division in football by 50 miles was the NFC East. So get out of here with that AFC talk. First of all, Tom I don't know if Brady— they were the best. They just happened to get three teams in the playoffs. I don't know if that means it was the best. The best. Numbers <laughs> okay. don't lie. Sure. Numbers don't lie. I don't know. I think like those teams would have done fine in the AFC. The thing is, when t- uh, Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, the NFC was pretty strong then, and he just stormed right through it. And then he destroyed the AFC team in the Super Bowl. I, I think those things are hard to predict. It is, and the other thing that's hard to predict, but there's such a depth in the AFC, is like, all right, you're saying they'll never beat Patrick Mahomes. He'd never beat Burrow. He'd never beat Allen. Look what's going on with Mahomes right now. He's dealing with a high ankle sprain going into the AFC championship game. You just never know from year to year what's going to happen, right? You get a quarterback with an injury. All of a sudden, it paves the way. I mean, we'll talk more about that later in the show. By the way, Brady, the quarterback, when he was at Tampa Bay, the quarterbacks he beat were Drew Brees. And Aaron Rodgers to get to the Super Bowl yep. where he beat Mahomes. I mean, Breeze all on the and road. Rod- there were Hall of Famers all over the NFC when he he didn't let that come into his mind at all. Yeah, and Taylor- Breeze was washed at the end, though. I know, and it was Taylor Heineke too. Notice I didn't mention <laughs> yeah, him. The first round was Heineke. Almost beat him. He <laughs> <laughs> did almost beat him. It was an eight point game. Okay, it was close in the fourth quarter. Uh, Barry is in Green Bay. He's got a thought on the Rodgers drama. What's up, Barry? Hey guys, how are we doing? Doing great. What's on your mind? Here, here's my thought. I don't know if I speak to the entire. This is a season Oh, Barry, you're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get you on a better line, but I'm putting you on hold. Yeah, we need Barry to call back because that is a true Wisconsin accent, and I want to hear more <laughs> more of it. That's who I want to hear on this topic from. Yeah, uh, let's get to our pal, Big Dave is in Kentucky. Dave, you feeling any better about your Cowboys? First and foremost. <laughs> yeah, I've moved on. Okay, you know, good. Also, I don't have to hear Jared's voice in the next couple of months. I mean, I'll <laughs> we oh, cannot yeah. promise you that. Yeah, Dave. you'll never hear from Jerry. <laughs> Come on. I know. I know. Hey, listen, on, on the uh, Rogers Brady thing, couple yeah. things. I mean, I think I would have to take Rogers just because of the age of every time. I, mean, I don't. You can say what you want to about Tommy defining uh, Father Time. He's forty-five years old. I mean, you get a figure. I mean, a couple years max. He goes beyond that. I mean, there, he. They're going to have to see if he's a cut him open, see if he's a cyborg or something like that. <laughs> we already know the answer to that, Dave. He's not human. He's all avocado. I believe that. Hey, can, can, can I follow up on something that Mick Levin said yesterday? Sure. We had a debate about the uh, um, Dak Prescott. Clark management at the end of the game, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, with McCarthy. Okay. Yeah, and the issue about the time being wasted before they punted, Mick Levin, explain something to me. And your rationale, why did you say 
that you never, that there's no way that you take a timeout in that situation. Why? Well, no, I just said you don't want to use your timeouts on offense because you control the clock when you're on offense. You want those three timeouts to stop the other team when they have the ball. Yeah, but it doesn't make any difference in this regard because, I mean, it's obviously you're, it's obvious that you're going to punt. So what difference does it make if you save time on the clock when you do it? Huh? Well, no. If you were an efficient team, you could have ran that. You could have ran that punt unit out faster. You could control that. You can't control. Obviously, the Niners are going to use the full play clock every time. If you were run a little more efficiently, you would have only had to use fifteen to twenty seconds, not thirty to thirty-five. Right. If you rush the punt team, I mean, I'm with Dave on this one. I think you call timeout, and you would have gotten a gift because Elijah Mitchell ran out of bounds for some reason on a run play, oh, and I, the ensuing possession which but, saved, would have saved you a timeout. You could have gotten, well, gotten the all, ball back with thirty more seconds. I mean, Dalton Schultz, I think, deserves some of the blame here too, because if he just gets both feet down, you're at least a couple, you know, twelve yards. Closer, I know it would have been a hail mary. I know, and it would actually. I don't even think. I don't think Dak can throw it sixty-five yards. But the the issue wasn't. It also, the reality is, if you had called the timeouts at a different time, you would not have had. You know, the Niners would have called a completely different set of plays. I don't want to go butterfly effect, but we don't know for no, sure. But they would have called run plays, and yeah. that Elijah Mitchell play was a run play where he runs out of bounds. I still don't know why he did that. He just made a mistake. He was supposed to get down and slide, and he didn't do it. Yeah, I mean. But you understand my theory that you you definitely want to save the timeouts for when the other team has the ball. That's Absolutely, because they're going to run the play clock all the way down. Yeah. Absolutely. I get it. But the, the when you're getting the punt team out and all of that, like it's hard not no. to burn 30 seconds. Also, at least. that play, was that the sack? Where it, yeah. Okay, you're right. When the, when there's a sack or a weird play and you're a mess, that's a good time to call a timeout. No, I understand. Of course, Dave is right. Uh, and you're right as well. But in theory, you want to save those timeouts. Yeah, I know. I get it. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Oh, Barry is back. Barry's in Green Bay. Barry, we needed a better line so we could really hear what you had to say about Aaron Rodgers. Okay, much better. Oh, there we go. Here's here here's my situation. I don't know if I speak for everybody in Green Bay, but when the season was over, everybody rolled their eyes and said, "Oh hell, here we go again." <laughs> because the thing about Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback, glad to have had him in Green Bay. When Devontae disappeared last year, everybody started chewing their fingernails like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Is one person going to make a team? Well, for a while it actually did. And speaking from that standpoint, if he stays, we'd love to have him. If he goes, we want him to go early, so we're all set and we're ready to go. We know what's going on instead of pacing back and forth like the father of the maternity ward. Is it going to be this? going to be that? going to be this? going to be that? We want to be set to go. And me personally, as a Packer fan, I think I think he's going to Vegas. I definitely do. I think he wants to be back with Devontae because those two had such a chemistry when he was here at Green Bay. It was almost automatic every time. You know, Barry, I I see what you're saying. I think it would sting though for Green Bay Packer fans if he did go to Vegas and like if they won a Super Bowl. I think that would really sting. Because That's true. because and Barry, thank you so much for the call. That's gotta hurt. You only get one when you have Aaron Rodgers, and then he could go somewhere else and win another one. That would be very, very tough. The other thing is, you got to look at this from the Raiders' point of view, though. Yeah. Do they want to not only trade picks? They've they already traded picks to get Devonte Adams. Now you got to trade even more picks to get Aaron Rodgers, and you got to take on the hundred ten million dollars that Rodgers still has on his salary. That's sixty million next year. I mean, it's a lot of money. 
Wait, so next year, you mean this upcoming this season? This upcoming season. But the the season after that, there's some big out, right? Yeah, I, I've heard it's still a hundred over $100 million that he's owed. I no, don't know I, how I he's getting all that. I don't think that's exactly how it works for the next year. But uh, if you're the Raiders and you trade a first round or two first round picks, you're going to want him to stick around for two years anyway. I think salary the salary cap will probably jump, and that'll be okay. And you realize what you're saying. What am I saying? That Green Bay, you should be worried about Aaron Rodgers winning a Super Bowl in, in Vegas. I mean, Stu's a Vegas Raiders fan. Are, are the Raiders really going to win a Super Bowl? <laughs> That's the other thing. They're kind of a snake-bitten franchise. It feels like a long leap. Yes, I, w- I think they should go after Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know if that makes him a Super Bowl favorite. Wait, Stu, who, do you, who would you rather have, Rodgers or Brady? I think Rodgers is a better quarterback, but if you're giving up two first-round picks and paying a guy $50 million a year, I don't think that's conducive. I think I'd rather at least have Brady draft an offensive lineman at seven and use the rest of the cap room to try to surround him with a better offensive line of defense and take your chances there. Do you think you win a Super Bowl? With either, no, I don't. (laughs) To be honest, no, I would say no. No, I hear what you're saying. Uh, We have some Rodgers sound. So Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show today. The interview's over but did the interview today and was talking about his contract. Let's hear it. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I don't think <laughs> there'd be a scenario where I'd come back and that would be the number. I think it, it would definitely, definitely things would have to shift. Okay, so he's willing to, I don't know if that means take a pay cut. Shift is not cut. Shift is... That means kick the can down the road, extend him. Yep, because, or convert it into signing bonuses. There's all these ways they can manipulate that. But they can't give him... They can't lower the dead cap number unless they extend them, I don't believe. Probably not. There's probably going to be... Yeah, yeah, Brady... So, or, excuse me, Rogers on paper would probably have to be the quarterback of the Raiders until, like, 2035, and then it's all dummy years. Or Packers. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, or Packers. Right? Yeah, I mean, maybe the Packers extend them, too, which would be totally <laughs> odd. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I know, Aaron. You've taken every dollar at every churn. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> at least I, he's honest about it. Listen, that ayahuasca is not going to pay for itself. Yeah, I don't even know how much that stuff costs. We've never talked about that on the show. Or is it just like one of those things where it's like, pay what you feel like you should pay? I feel like if you go down to Peru where you can like just pick ayahuasca off of the ground. You think it's just growing on trees there? If you go to a shaman, <laughs> right? Like they probably have, you know, it's not costing you but all that But I much. feel like ayahuasca has this sort of, this whole presentation. Yeah. And at least in the movies that I've seen, you go to a guy who has 20 people in a room doing ayahuasca. It's you have not to like, wear a robe or something? Yeah, there's a robe. <laughs> there's definitely a guy. You, you, you have to you wear always, a robe. You're paying a consulting fee as well, not uh, just the consulting drug. Consulting fee, air quotes. Yeah, and, and you need a guide on your Yeah, you tour. definitely need a guide, yeah. I'm sure. And, uh, Someone it's, to clean it's a up the vomit. Right? That, tip that person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, too, right, you need somewhere to throw up. Yeah, you need someone and to take, take the throw up away. And it takes a long time, so you have to figure out where to put people for the long 20 hours. <laughs> Housing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is all from a Ben Stiller movie where he takes ayahuasca. That's all I know about it. That's a mushroom, right? So it's. I don't think so. Oh, is I thought it was. You know, all this time where we've talked about it so much, we have no idea. I think it's just a plant. Oh, it's a plant? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Jeez, Perloff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it retails for. It is a yeah, plant-based psychedelic. So what, there's a plant that does this? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, now you're interested. We've been talking about it for a year. Uh, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Nick in the chat, good point. We were talking about people in the chat got into a conversation about purple drink, but here we are talking about ayahuasca. <laughs> so pot kettle. 
you know. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We, by the way, we're not anti-everyone in the chat being no. hammered. That's great. We're just entertained we'd, by it. We'd like the, the show to be a party. And... <laughs> well, I'll be honest. They're talking about purple drink, but if they're actually drinking purple drink while on the chat, that would be more entertaining. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, is Lil Wayne in the chat? <laughs> Who's in the chat? It's <laughs> a lot. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Oh, coming up, we do have to get to the most outrageous thing we heard today. It's not Aaron Rodgers saying, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. Even even funnier. We'll get to that in just a moment after this CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. I think a lot of people were celebrating today when the New England Patriots signed Bill O'Brien, hired Bill O'Brien to be their offensive coordinator. I think Patriots fans were excited because yeah. it opens up some possibilities. I think Alabama fans were over <laughs> the moon because yeah. it was not working. I don't know why it wasn't working. Bryce Young won the Heisman with Bill O'Brien. But the downgrade from Lane Kiffin and Sark and all those guys to Bill O'Brien was mystifying. But here's the thing with New England, and I'm very curious about this. Bill O'Brien, I think he coached Mac or had that strong connection to Mac Jones. Was he with Mac Jones at Alabama? Is he bring is he brought in to fix Mac Jones, or is he brought in to possibly lay the groundwork for Tom Brady going? To New England. Man, I mean, good question. I think he's there because Matt Patricia and Joe Judge together might have been one of, one of the biggest disasters in the NFL. Yeah. So he's there specifically to replace those guys. And also, I think they made a miscalculation last year. Our buddy Albert Breer, who lives in New England and reports a lot on the Patriots, said Nick Saban yeah. had some, or Nick Saban, Bill Belichick had some reservations about bringing O'Brien in. Because he thought, oh, he's going to do so well with Mac Jones, yeah. then he's just going to get another head coaching job where we have to look for another offensive coordinator. Tur- turns out, should have probably taken that risk. Definitely. And, you know, basically, Bill O'Brien lost to a much more innovative Josh Heupel at Tennessee and to Brian Kelly at LSU. So he sort of cooled off a little bit. And I think Mac Jones is completely cooled off. Now, I, it's funny. We're talking about teams for Brady and Rodgers. New England's on the Rodgers odds as well. I'm seeing that a lot. Peter King said it'd be very Belichickian for the New England Patriots to bring in Aaron Rodgers. But I look at that team, and and I don't see either of those guys fitting there because what are the weapons? I know the defense is good, but that doesn't feel like an easy transition. (laughs) I know Tom Brady knows the real estate market, but who are you throwing the ball to? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I'd rather probably be throwing to Devontae Adams and to Hunter Renfro and to Darren Waller than I would to Nelson Aguilar and to Devontae Parker. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, or get down to Miami, throw to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. There you go. Uh, I know that New England spends a lot on tight end, but come on. (laughs) Then again, Brady never really had great receivers except for Randy Moss. It's true. He elevated guys, no doubt. I, I just I can't see Brady going back to New England, even with Bill O'Brien there. Well, what about, remember Bill Simmons floated out there a couple months ago, and he made a compelling Wishful case. Wishful thinking from a Boston fan is what you that think sounded so? like. Okay. Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, especially with like Mac Jones making a regression. I don't know. I wouldn't count out Mac Jones that he comes back and has a good year. He's with an actual offensive coordinator. Yeah, it's funny. I, I'm really down on Mac Jones. He didn't... <laughs> that's a hot take. I know. Right? He almost got replaced by Bailey <laughs> Zappi. Yeah, we're going to have oh, three seventh-round picks. Super or high. He a sixth rounder? I think he's, a, he's higher. I think, is he a fourth-round pick? Who's Zappi? I thought he was later. Okay, whatever. We'll I'm all about Bailey Zappi. <laughs> of course and you are. I, I have the theory that they were trotting him out with Mac Jones's number halfway through the season, and <laughs> we no didn't even know the difference. <laughs> Fourth round. Sorry, I I didn't mean to uh, short Bailey Zappi a couple rounds there. Yeah, Co- you did. 
No, Cody <laughs> is it. I got bigger, <laughs> got way bigger problems than Bailey Zappi. He's a Bills fan. Cody's in Myrtle Beach. Got an idea for Brady. What's up, Cody? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. You got it. Yeah, I was thinking uh, Brady definitely should come to the Niners. I mean, look what they've done with Brock Purdy. Imagine if the GOAT was there this year, what they'd be doing. I know, but, I mean, do you maybe just roll with Purdy? I was – I, Cody, I, I would not have imagined saying this two and a half months ago. I thought no way. I thought even if Brock Purdy takes him to the NFC Championship game, let alone the Super Bowl – there's no way that they're just going to roll with Purdy next year. Boy, am I eating my words. Mm. I think there's no. I think he he's the opening day starter and next season, hands down. Yeah, I I totally agree. But Tom Brady is Tom Brady. But Brock Purdy has more escapability, and not, I know that sounds ridiculous. But the way this offense runs, do they need Tom Brady's going to want to go there and throw for 350 yards a game? You know, that's Tom Brady. Does he? I mean, he had he threw 66 passes against I the know. Cowboys. It was a disaster. I think the quarterback is a complimentary piece on the Niners. And I don't know if Tom Brady wants to be that, right? Maybe he does. If he's smart, he would. But you think that he wants to throw for 200 yards? Yes. I think that he if he wants another Super Bowl, which at this point, is it Super Bowl? Is he trying to break mm. some passing records? Like, I don't know. What's important to him? I would imagine it's got to be the Super Bowls. I mean, the guy's a crazy, stone-cold killer. It's got to be about the Super Bowls. And San Francisco looks a lot like what Tampa Bay looked like in 2020. They've got a great defense. The offensive line is excellent. The the weapons are there. The coaching yes. is good. The the weapons are there, but they run. Tampa Bay has never had a running back. No, but he's going to be 46. Maybe now's the time to, to start going to the run game. Yeah, I mean, l- listen. Look at the attempts that Brock Purdy's had. And obviously, he had 37 in his first game. 21, 26, 22, 35, 20. Tom Brady's not going to throw the ball 20 times a game. That's never going to happen. But maybe he likes the fact that you throw, just like he did in New England a lot, to the James Whites and those guys where you throw this little out to the flat and then they get you eight yards. Remember Brady started that little push pass in New England like at the end where he was getting yards off of just straight up, basically a a, a souped-up handoff. Wait, that was Brady created that? I don't know if he created it, but they started doing it. I, thought, I always think of Mahomes as Mr. Shuttle Pass. They, Brady which, by would the way, do it. They did it sh- against the Bills. It's called a shovel pass, and I call it a shuttle pass. Yeah, but some know. people call it shuttle pass. <laughs> we, gl- we glossed that for uh, you. Oh, I thought that was really Mahomes' specialty. I mean, we saw, didn't uh, Josh Allen do one of those? The, uh, where he was they all do it now. Wrapped up, and he tried to fling the ball. Yeah, well. And they, luckily, they didn't call it a fumble. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Brock Purdy, <laughs> Brock Purdy can avoid the rush. It makes a big difference. Yeah, the bootlegs, all that stuff. Brady is yeah. not doing that anymore. I, and if you get to the Super Bowl, come on. You got to the Super Bowl. And you're probably, oh, Niners face the Bengals. I think they might be favored. I, I think that you got to run with Purdy. Yeah, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It just doesn't sound right. To be like, no, you really got to roll with Brock Purdy here. Yeah. Tom Brady, no thanks. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Bengals would be favored. You're right. Burrow would be favored over Purdy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then who knows who Chiefs do. So we'll get into that later. I do not have any idea. A, a hurt, can you imagine a hurt Patrick Mahomes against San Francisco's defense? That'd no, be you brutal. want to know? I don't want to see that because I don't think that's a good game. You know? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mahomes on one leg or but whatever. I don't think a normal, sir. I don't think Mahomes running away from. San Francisco. Now, did the Chiefs and the Niners play in the Niners? The Chiefs killed them this year, right? Yep, that happened just a couple. No, the Chiefs played, excuse me, the Niners played the Bucks. Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. The Chiefs beat the, the Niners 44-23 this yeah. year. But I don't remember where the Niners were at that point. Is that the game? It, 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure what happened. Chiefs probably are. Yeah, I don't know. the The Niners have had a weak schedule too, so maybe maybe the Eagles. Maybe this is silly, I and mean, the Eagles are going to smack them down. I hope so. <laughs> wow. I don't even know how we You've got it. You've never really been confident about the Eagles. I mean, how are you feeling right now? This game is. I do, this game. The only reason I I lean Eagles is because in the link. Yeah. Talent wise, they're so close. In the link, an afternoon game. Yeah. So everyone's like... Three o'clock. Yeah. So everyone's got properly liquored up for that game. Right, right, right. Uh, not like 815. You're saying the, the 815 is improperly liquored up? <laughs> they, it's it past the point of anything yeah, proper. 78,000 people, about 14,000 had already blacked out and passed out. <laughs> yeah. Three I don't mean to laugh, but it's just funny because it's true. Yeah. That's a great question. What's your, who has more talent, the Niners or the Eagles? My, if you're just asking, like yeah, my, your instinct. my gut instinct is, I think, I think that somehow the Niners win this game, but Hertz is great. Yeah, well, not even who wins the game. Who's the more? Who's the better team? Who's the more talented team? Listen, I think that the the San Francisco 49ers faced a much better team in the last round. You know, the Giants were a really nice yeah. story, and that was fine. But talent level. They were not on the same page with Philadelphia and couldn't hold a candle to them all season long, right? Whether they were had their starters in or not, Philly kicked the Giants' ass three different times. Right, but that is a so what? Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that maybe the Eagles looked really good because it was the Giants, whereas we just saw San Francisco in a dogfight with a good team right. in Dallas, and so and they won. So I'm thinking maybe San Francisco is actually the better team. Yeah, but you haven't seen a healthy a healthy Eagles team killed everybody. I know. Well, they, who did they play this season? Nobody. Uh, Even you said that. Their schedule was weak. So Yeah, but then again, so was the Niners. The Niners don't have a lot of signatures win when either. No, but uh, well, And surely this this win in San Francisco over Dallas. It's okay. <laughs> well, it sounds getting a little defensive. No, I mean, I, I get it. You definitely feel like the the Eagles are the better team. Listen, this is why it's a two and a half point spread. It's really close. No, no, no. I think it's a wash. I honestly I think San Francisco probably has a slight edge of, of in talent. They have Bosa. I mean, they have Bosa and Warder, who yeah. are two Hall of Fame. They're so guys. good. I think the Eagles have a lot of good defensive players. Those guys are real separators. And I think that the wide receivers kind of knock each other out. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I love Ayuk and Debo. I, I say San Francisco's got a uh, Trent Williams, Alliance Lions, uh, McCaffrey. But it's McCaffrey healthy. So that's really where I would give a little edge. This is really close. McCaffrey has a bit of a calf injury. Yeah. Uh, it looks like he's day-to-day right now. Uh, oh, some backup for you. Nate in Pennsylvania yeah, Nate. calling in. What's up, Nate? How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. What do you have? Uh, so I can't remember the exact. It was like week six, week seven. I don't know what it was. I got the Eagles at plus 750 uh, to win the Super Bowl. It was really early in the year. And it, it, it was just, if you... From week one to the end of the year, the best team in the NFL, in my mind, bar none, is the Eagles. Uh, played in the toughest division. Just They had the one game against the Redskins on a Monday night where they just kind of got outplayed a little bit. But Jalen Hurts, in my mind, is is they want to talk about Burrow and Mahomes. I, I would almost take Jalen Hurts. I, I would, you know, those two may be above him right now, right now. But I think going forward, I, I really think the NFC is going to be dominated unless San Francisco can get a steady quarterback. By the Eagles, um, Purdy's good, not great, not yeah. any stretch. And I would have loved to see if the Cowboys could have put some points on him and, and, and put him in a deficit and seen what he would have done with that. 
Um, Perloff, I, I, I think you should wipe your brow, wipe the sweat off, buddy, because uh, unless they have some early turnovers, uh, some really some really boneheaded plays, I think the Eagles are going to win. Maybe not walking away, but I, I, I think they got a comfortable lead going into the fourth quarter, and um, we'll see who comes out of the AFC. Cincinnati obviously would be a good a good a good test for him, and then with Mahomes and his ankle, we'd see. But uh, to me, it, it just it doesn't even seem close. I think the teams stack up pretty evenly with what they have on defense and firepower on offense. But then you put up Purdy against Hurts. Yeah. I mean, if it's it, Purdy it, against Hurts, Nate, I'm totally with you. I mean, Hurts is definitely the better quarterback. It's well, just Purdy is just you know. Thank you for the call. Purdy is just. You know, he's just point guard out there. By the way, just going back to it, Kansas City played San Francisco, was the game where Jimmy Garoppolo got Got knocked out and Purdy came in. But it was later in the game. Casey still put on 44 on that defense. I mean, San Francisco, I've heard this, this is not me, but they are untested in a way. They have not played a lot of really elite teams. Not that the Eagles have by any means. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you're, they beat the Chargers. They were a playoff team. You beat Miami. They're a playoff in, in team. San Francisco. Yep, that's in San Francisco. I mean, they were what? You whitewashed Tampa, who was a playoff team. I mean, come on. You win at you Seattle, two, was a playoff team. You just said 3 9 and 18. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. And they didn't obviously didn't look great against the Cowboys. That was not the Niners. I don't think that was really the Niners' experience that they'd hoped for. No, but the Cowboys are a good defense. Yeah, but they only scored 19 points, and they'd been scoring 35 points a game. I agree. I thought Parsons was amazing. But still, the Niners had to be a little worried after that, where the Eagles, we just don't know. You know, we're going to get the thoughts of our pal. Mike Golick Jr. is going to stop by, hang out with us for a little bit, see what he thinks about this, about Rodgers and Brady. We're going to do it all. Maggie and Perloff, don't move. CBS Sports Radio.